On today's show, we are live on YouTube answering your questions about, I don't know, probably Luka Doncic's calf. What's the update on Luka? Should we expect him to play for game one? And what can we expect from Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie if Luka is out for game one? We'll talk about all that and more on today's Live Lockdown Mavericks. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks don't believe you shouldn't be here and welcome you are locked on to the dallas mavericks my name is nick angstead media member and nba channel manager for the locked on podcast network thanks for making lockdown maps your first listen every day we are free and available on all platforms including youtube where we are live right now doing a live mailbag haven't done this in a while but we'll probably bring it back for the summer we are doing a live mailbag every week. We'll probably bring that back. Joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com. The live lord, the one we're thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh, you know, just um, just reading up on more calves, you know? Just learning everything <laughs> about the human calf right now. I didn't That's know. So we got a multiple, a multiple of muscles. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that's what my week was going to consist of, you know, just... You know, praying and uh, preparing for Easter and researching calf muscles. Yeah, that's all. That's all we got. Uh, all right, we're doing a live mailbag show, so this can go very badly or really, really good. So let's start with a couple of questions here. This one coming from Jay: Why was there no report on if Luca had the boot at practice today? Great question about just Luca in general. We did not get a real update on Luca. Jason Kidd spoke at practice. Spencer Dinwiddie spoke at practice. Jalen Brunson spoke at practice. And they kind of all said the same thing. You know, Lucas seemed in, in good spirits. He was there at practice. That doesn't He didn't participate, but uh, he's around. Uh, Jason Kidd gave me an incredible drop, which I'm going to use a, a, a myriad of times over this next couple of stretch here. Uh, here it is. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. <laughs> amazing that's just what anytime someone asks me about lucas ankle or lucas calf i'm just gonna go i'm not a doctor so i don't know (laughs) that's what everybody should have said on twitter but uh, but no we had a lot of timelines we did get uh some zapruder type film from from mike leslie and wfaa our friends at wfaa of Luca at practice with a towel over his head and just sort of like hanging out at practice. So like it's getting real, it's getting real here in Dallas where we're just trying yeah. to zoom in, grainy footage, trying to figure out what Luca's doing. We got the picture yesterday from a uh, loyal listener of the pod, by the way. Um, DFW Sports is the the guy on Twitter. He reached out to me and said yeah. that thanks for using my picture on the on the podcast. And he listens every day. Shout out to you. But got a picture of Luca outside of a hospital with a walking boot on. So this is what the question from Jay is about. Why was there no update on Luca with a walking boot or anything? Well, the walking boot doesn't really mean anything. If you listen to our podcast yesterday with uh, with you know Brian Brian Suterer, MD, he's a, an actual sports like medicine doctor, and he said, you know, if he didn't have the boot, it would have been more encouraging, and you would have thought, okay, then then they think that he's in a better place than normal. But just because he has a boot doesn't mean that he's in a bad situation, right? Like doesn't mean that he's like can barely walk or anything like that. It's just protective. Yeah, it just limits like your movement. So I'm like, and I mean, how many times do players get injured in a game and they just immediately just put them on a boot leaving the arena? It's just, yeah, I didn't, obviously a picture comes out like that. And I mean, we're seeing on Twitter, different things, people are analyzing how far the boot's going up, you know, all this different <laughs> stuff. It's like, 
All can right, a boot just, go for like can, can we get knee-high boots like a knee-high walking boot like i mean boots? <laughs> it's just i mean this is where we're at with no games too that we have a full week to just wait oh yeah what is the latest news? to just think about Lucas calf yeah and, and you know mark's down tweeted today too just to give an update on the timeline that they don't have to make an official injury designation right until friday night so and then and we, then starting lineup until 30 minutes before the game yeah so i mean honestly we're probably looking at questionable on friday night and then you know saturday who knows i'm not, i'm just i said this on yesterday's pod i'm just fully expecting him not to play on saturday so that's i've kind of just wrapped my head around that already yeah uh jason kidd said that luca was in great spirits today they'll see how he feels tomorrow meaning wednesday if you're listening watching this to on tuesday live uh but we'll that they said that we'll prepare for him to play we'll prepare for him to to not play as well we'll do both of those things uh dinwiddie was asked about luca a couple times and i found it interesting that he mentioned specifically you know coach hasn't told us hey guys be ready like be ready for a bigger role be ready for luca not to play or anything like that he just said that they haven't indicated us either way like that. So the Mavs have not told the Mavs anything specific. They're kind of operating under, you know, just, you know, play like Luca is going to play and we'll, we'll prepare like he's not going to as well. Uh, Dinwiddie also said he's Luca seemed excited to me. Doesn't look like a guy that's going to miss time. If any, what do you think about Luca's mood matters at all in this? I mean, if he was in a bad mood or if, you know, if Spencer or Brunson or somebody, you know, said, Ah, uh, you know, he looks he looks pretty down right now. He's just bummed that he can't be out there, you know, with us. He's put so much work in, such a long season for this to happen, you know, it's just really big bummer. Uh, like if that was the sentiment coming out of practice coming after the game the other night, I think I would be a little bit more worried. But at least he's in there, at least I mean, they're talking about how good a spirits he's in. Just as much of a of a competitor that he is, yeah. I think if he couldn't go at all. I don't think, I mean, I think it would be evident on his face that he'd just be really bummed. I think so too. I, it's probably, you know, it's hard for him to hide his emotions on his sleeve. We've seen it literally all year <laughs> with, yeah. with referees and things like that. Like he's just not that kind of guy. And so, yeah, the other kind of interesting thing here is that Jason Kidd said that Maxi did not practice on Tuesday as well. I was sort of, I was thinking the last couple of games that Maxi had missed that they were just holding him out and keeping him healthy because he's been a guy that's been dealing with injuries all year. I thought they were maybe just resting him and keeping him healthy, but this may actually be, you know, some kind of ankle thing. He did not practice. They're expecting him to, um, you know, to, to, to try again tomorrow and to, to come back. Um, I think Luke, he practices later this week. Yeah. So, so we'll see. I mean, Luke says if the playoff rotation is without Luca and Maxi, what do you think it looks like? <laughs> to start wow. let's just let's yeah. just say to start game one. Yeah, well, I mean, immediately with Luca being out, you're asking Dinwiddie to step in to that next role. You might be asking, you know, asking Trey Burke to play some minutes just to have another guy who can, you know, create a little bit. Uh Derek Harper, shout out, be a big fan <laughs> uh, of that move. <laughs> Uh, and Maxi, you know, I, I think we've seen that a little bit. You know, we've at least seen seen it a little bit more with Maxi setting out some games that it looks like Marquise Chris would just get a little bit more expanded role. You kind of keep the the role of the center, you know, spot the same. Dwight goes out, you keep the rim roller in, in Chris to where if you know Dwight goes out with Maxi in there, then it kind of switches up some because Ma- Maxi's doing a little bit more picking and popping. So I, it just, yeah, I think it, I mean definitely the Luca part. Just who who creates? How much will they want to split the time between Dinwiddie and Brunson? Are they very proactive in that of planning that out to where neither one of them's you know 
off the floor at the same time. I don't know. Josh Green, point Josh. <laughs> I, they, I mean, they they've run some of that a little bit here with the you know the Josh Green and Dorian Bullock and Davis Bertans and and Maxi kind of like they've run a little bit of that with Josh Green running the running the show and it's worked when it's in transition. He's not going to do anything in the half court that's going to make you think, oh dang, this guy could actually be a point guard, but. Uh, yeah, I would think that Josh Green would have an expanded role. Marquise Chris would probably play some minutes. I'm not expecting Marquise Chris to play much at all if, if Maxie's playing. No, you know, if Maxie's playing and if Luca's playing, right? It just takes up so many minutes. Shout out to Jonathan who said in the chat, "LOL, if you want to, if you want to know what's going on, ask Dinwiddie. He'll tell you." <laughs> Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie does tell us. Yeah. Speaking of Dinwiddie, here's another quote from Dinwiddie today: "Quote: This is the best crowd that I've been a part of. I know we sell out most of our games." Yeah. You mean the Wizards don't? The sellout streak. Apparently the Nets, the Pistons, and the Wizards are not good home crowds. I mean, I don't blame them. Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I see it. <laughs> All right, coming up, let's get into a couple more questions. What do you think the rotation would look like in game one if Luka does not play? Also, when are you expecting Luka to come back? What's the ideal timeline for Luka to get enough rest, to get enough recovery, and then to come back? We'll talk about that and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about our friends over at Shady oh. Rays. Shady Rays. Where's my glasses? I got them right here. I got your glasses right here with also your towel and your cups and everything that I've been picking up for you at Mavs games that I still have not seen you since. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses, for a fraction of the price. Yes, these sunglasses did not cost me $200. They're less than that at Shady Rays. Go check it out. They're well-constructed, polarized lenses, durable frames, premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays' insane protection program. This is what you got to hear about Shady Rays. If I lose these, if I lose this pair of Shady Rays right here that I'm holding in my hands. By the way, those on the podcast don't know, I, I put on a pair of Shady Rays. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happens. So go check it out. Use the code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKEDON, it's one word, for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. That's Shady Rays. All right, Isaac. Thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen for your next listen. Check out the Lockdown Now podcast as nightly recaps of every NBA game, MLB game. We got NHL there as well, working NFL during the season. Local experts covering it all. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. That's Locked On Now. All right. Couple questions about Luca. Yeah, let's get some more questions up in here. L Maverick, would you rather Luca come back in game three, even if he said he's ready this week? I'm just scared of rushing him. I've seen this from a lot of people. What's your ideal timeline? We don't know the schedule fully yet for when the games are, but what's your ideal timeline for Luke? I've seen some people say, what if the Mavs win game one and then, you know, they can keep him out game two then, you know, and all that kind of stuff. What's your ideal timeline for Luca? Well, I think it all depends. I don't think you can answer that until you see it later in the week. If they came out tomorrow and said, Hey, he, he played five on five today and he got like three days under his belt playing five on five practice, you know, they're saying all the right things. Good to go. Then, yeah, maybe sit out one, but he plays the other. But if he doesn't play at all, he doesn't practice all week. No five on five, no scrimmage, no three on three, nothing. Not even the Ben Simmons one on zero. Then, like I, I'm not uncomfortable. You know, I'm not comfortable with it at that point. But we we are like nobody knows, so we don't know Lucas Potty. So this is one of those things like we can all like joke and be like, oh, this is what they should do. Whenever we're not a, a trainer, 
So I'm not a doctor, so <laughs> I've, um, I don't know. I don't know what the ideal timeline is, right? Like, I don't know. I don't think we can say that. We don't know how severe it is right now. Yeah. Uh, if he's ready to play, then I would take that from Casey Smith and from Luca to say that, hey, he's ready to go, like full stop. He's ready to go and to play. And uh, the only thing that we're we're risking is that the calf strain becomes worse. Not that it's an Achilles or something like that. That's been sort of the big thing. People people talking about KD and things like that. Go listen to Brian Suter on our podcast yesterday. I asked him that exact question. He kind of explained it to me that you know that that's he's never really sort of he's never explained that to an athlete where uh, you know if you have a calf strain and you go out and you may be you know close to rupturing your Achilles. But um, so yeah. I, if he if Luke can go back game three and he's ready, heck yeah, bring him back. Bring him back as soon as soon as you can, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, Jenny wants to know: Is it up to Luca if he's if he's ready? Don't doctors have a say in it? One hundred percent. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a marriage, right? Like it's a it's not all Luca, it's not all the trainers because they gotta you know hear how Luca feels. So it's it's a team effort on that. Here's another one from from Danny Cox. Would it be fitting if the Mavs had to win a game without Luka just to show that his surrounding cast is ready to compete? Think about this from a narrative perspective. How much have we tried to make the case? Well, Luka's playing with nobody. People have said, Luka needs help. Give Luka some help. He's playing with nobody. And what if this nobody cast goes in there and wins and wins a game without Luka? Uh, I'm not which saying I think it's... They, which I think they can. You think they can? I think I don't think it's likely. I think it's possible, but... What kind of, I mean, that would just be an incredible narrative for the Mavericks to go out there and do that. What's the key if, if they're not playing? What's the key for them to win without Luka? Win a game. I mean, you you play one of the best defensive games you've played yet because you're not going to be able to outscore them. So when it comes to just with having, being without Luka, it's going to take, it's going to take like, it's one of those things where you list out like six things and say four out of these six things need to happen and yeah. for you to win. So you start looking at it and say, hey, can you have a Dinwiddie Brunson game that they had against Houston? When you look at that Houston game in which Luka didn't play, the last game that Luka set out, you know, I think Dinwiddie had 28, maybe Brunson had 26. They alternated there. It's like, all right, can you get over 50 points combined between Dinwiddie and Brunson? Can you get, you know, Dorian, Maxi, Reggie all to hit, you know, four, like, three or four threes? <laughs> yeah, th- you know, at, at least shoot above 40% from three in the game. Can you play lockdown defense in one of the best defensive games you you know you play and you get some of these things not all of them because it's unrealistic to get all of it but can you get you know a handful of 75 percent of that checklist to happen in a game i think they can i think i think they can lock down defensively they're going to be it, you get the home court and just the whole energy of the home having a home court playoff yeah. game and then it's like role players at home yeah just lock in and do do your thing so yeah i think they can uh, the Cavs got it within a five-point game, by the way. <laughs> How much time's left in that game? Here, nine seconds. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, but yeah, the, the Mavericks—they they need all those things like you just said to happen. The interesting thing about the Mavs playing without Luca this year—they've had—they've never been blown out without Luca this year. Their, their worst loss is to Phoenix by eight. That mm. was it. Phoenix by eight. Uh, they lost to Milwaukee by seven. Memphis by seven. Phoenix by seven. This is all without Luca. Uh, Phoenix by seven, Minnesota by six, the Clippers by six, Utah by four, um, Sacramento by one, and the Lakers by three. Those are all their losses without Luka this year. Those are all close. And some of those are like the best teams in the NBA, Phoenix, Memphis, um, you know, Minnesota, Milwaukee, like some of the best teams in the NBA. Their wins without Luka this year 
Uh, they've blown out teams. Charlotte by 24. Uh, Houston by 24. OKC by 19. Houston by 19. Sacramento by 16. Uh, Portland by 15. Minnesota by 12. Like they've won some some pretty big games this year. You know, without Luca. Now, those are not the best opponents in the NBA for sure, but they uh, it, it shows that this this group does fight without Luca, and they yeah. can you know hold their own still defensively, and maybe cobble together enough buckets to to win in the end. But it'll come down to crunch time, probably. Yeah, and and you almost have to look at the season in two parts. Like when you for sure, you know, we've started going back and doing homework on you know this the series between them and Utah, those four games, all that. But you almost just have to do a you know before the trade, after the trade, you know. BT and AT here of hey before the trade they were a whole different team with KP yeah. and the roster makeup then they shifted to this small ball another ball handler and Denway it's just a complete change there so they've only had two games since the trade in which Lucas set out so and they were both you know they won those games they they're both against bad opponents so but I still think you can look at we're talking about rotations a little bit ago you know Frank yeah. Nelikina played over 21 minutes in that Rockets game in which Luca didn't play I think you can see him get some minutes um sterling brown played a little bit of that so i don't know it the playoffs are a whole different you know animal than the regular season too absolutely ham asked another good question who has a 35 point game brunson or dinwiddie well look who gets the 35 point game first oh, dinwiddie well, for sure if it's dinwiddie i'm wearing a felt i'm wearing a felt goatee on the podcast but if you look at the games that the mavs have played against the jazz this year brunson uh on the on christmas day had a 27 point game that was a game without luca uh, it was Porzingis, and yes, it was it was what was it? PT? What did you say before trade? BT? BT and AT. Is this T? Before <laughs> did your dog just bring tea? <laughs> I just heard your dog in your room. Yes, my dog ran in here, but no, my my wonderful, lovely wife made me some tea. Shout out. Uh, hey second- Barb, do you do you like calves? Like my calf muscles? <laughs> Thank you. That is a that is a throwback to yesterday's podcast. <laughs> anyway, just wanted to throw out there. Uh, who do you think had the second most points in a single game against the Jazz besides Luca this year? Um, Dinwiddie. The most recent game the Mavericks played, twenty three points by Reggie Bullock. Ooh, Bullock had, made a lot of threes, right? Bullock hit seven threes in that game. Dinwiddie also had twenty three points. So they were tied, so you were also kind of right. Yeah. Um, he had twenty three points in the March seventh game. Brunson had a 22-point game. Dwight Powell in the the game after the All-Star break had a 22-point game. Dorian had a 21-point game. Dinwiddie had another 21-point game the game after the All-Star break, too. So the Mavs have had some of these guys go off against the the Jazz, but we haven't seen any huge games, uh, you know, from... Like, we haven't seen a 35-point game, except for Luka had one once. Yeah. Dinwiddie will hit it, though. If Between the two, it'd be Dinwiddie. For sure. Um, All right. What else? What else we got? Give us thought. I know we have a ton of questions in the chat right now. A million. Um, Luca is out game one. What do you think about this? Zachary asked this question. What do you think He's about asking a question? Guys, don't clip that or anything. What you said, Luca is out game one. Somebody's on a clip. That. Like, <laughs> oh, they said Luca is out game one. Brunson, Dinwiddie, Bullock, Green, and Finney Smith as a small ball lineup. What do you think about running that small ball lineup? Uh, oof. yeah, the only thing. The only thing is just Josh as a three-point shooter. You know, they run Dorian and, and Bertans together sometimes because it just opens that space with their Bertans out there. Um, I mean, I'm down to try it. Sure, throw it out there. I just – we haven't really seen – I need to look at the minutes of that. Of Has that ever seen the floor? 
you know that lineup together i don't know i, I i'm i'm sure it has as a as a as a backup lineup but um but yeah I, they can run that they, the same ways that they've been running these small ball lineups with luca they can run the same things right they can run similar plays where they run you know you start brunson in the corner and then you bring him around and then you sit you get him off the ball and off the, on a Joseph, off the screen and then Joseph, a hand up. no no bro don't <laughs> don't just... start that no <laughs> No. Are you going to tell the podcast listeners what Joseph just said? Joseph Hannigan just asked, Joseph would you take Hanks. a, would you take a healthy Chris Tops over a banged up Luca? No. Sorry. <laughs> One is not in the playoffs. Um, all right. I thought that was a good question. I think we will see that small ball lineup. I think we're just going to see it against the jazz in general. One of the things I want to ask David Locke is about that small ball unit and how the jazz have changed up the way that they try to play those units. Cause that's what killed them in the playoffs last year. So, Heck yeah, they'll probably try a lineup like that. Coming up, a couple other good questions about how the Mavericks slow down the Jazz offense. The Jazz have the best offense in the NBA. Donovan Mitchell has had a good, a couple good games against the Mavs. We'll talk about what it means to slow down the Jazz and what the Mavs have to do. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about the best thing that you can do for your body in 60 minutes or 60 seconds. I have been doing this every day, and it's Athletic Greens. The AG1 product is absolutely awesome. It is Everything that you need. It's 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and everything that you need to start your day right. It's a blend of ingredients that support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Don't I look younger? Don't I look younger by using AG1? Yes, you do. You look lovely right now. <laughs> Would you say that I'm glowing right now? <laughs> yes, sparkling. It's super easy. You just dump the powder into like eight ounces of water or something like that. You start your day with it, and uh, it's just super quick and easy. Check it out at Athletic Greens. Make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you one free supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. And you get the AG1 product to help take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Go check it out. Also, I want to tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I had one today. I had the Brownie Batter Puffs. I've been spreading the good news of the Brownie Batter Puff to everybody in our network. Anybody, Anytime I'm in a meeting or anything, I talk about the Brownie Batter Puff. It's delicious, and they're already sold out on the website. So you got to get these quick. Go check out at Built.com. They're incredible protein bars. Where you can get them the uh, the raspberry cheesecake. That's a pretty good one. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, four grams of sugar, and a bar covered in 100% chocolate. Go check it out. Go to built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away by the high protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carb content in it. Go check it out. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your entire order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% at built.com. We just lost everybody during that ad read. That's fine. No, I'm just kidding. They'll be missing out this good content we got coming. Uh, all right. Good question from, from Clayton. Wait, As, from The Bachelor? Clayton Bell? Was he on The Bachelor? Oh, no. This one, he's actually a cool Clayton. This a The Bachelor normal, one sucks. A normal Clayton. A non-problematic Clayton. Clayton Bell is much better. As as the Mavs, is your primary goal to slow down Donovan Mitchell or scheme your offense around Rudy's defense? What are you focusing most on in practice? Remember preseason, Jason Kidd was like, we're doing all defense. We're not focusing on the offense at all. In these practices before the playoffs, what are you trying to focus on more? I'm slowing down Mitchell. Yeah. Why did, you just answer, pretty... why did you just answer that like an athlete? Like I was asking you a trick, like a trick question. <laughs> I just you answered I... that like Bill Belichick would answer a question. <laughs> Slow down, Mitchell. <laughs> We're on to Cincinnati. 
Um, <laughs> no, I, I just think, I mean, Rudy's gonna, Rudy's going to be Rudy, especially if Luca's not out there. Yeah. I mean, he, there's nobody like I love Dinwiddie, but Rudy can, Rudy could probably play him in the switch and at least, you know, make it hard for, for Dinwiddie. Um, Luca, I'm still here for that mismatch, by the way. I don't care what people say. I will take Rudy squared out. I sewed out on Luca any day. Um, I just, I would rather dare, I would rather try to take out Mitchell and dare other people to be, beat us in the series. And so, yeah. My question is, what's the scheme for Rudy's defense? Like, what are like what are they trying to do? I mean, as, um, besides the play small ball, which is also as, as the I said, scheme, that I think that's what which it is. is also the scheme for Donovan Mitchell too, right? To have more wing defenders out there for him, to have more, to be more, you know, to switch more, to be able to uh, put guys on Mitchell and to you know to double and to you know get the ball out of his hands, like all that stuff. You're gonna do. You're not throwing somebody out there to stop him at to stop Donovan Mitchell at the rim. That's not what the Mavs do. The Mavs don't have anybody like that, right? And so I think yeah. that they're sort of one in the same. Well, I think, I think the whole thing would be to, to take, if you want to scheme against Rudy's defense, you would take Dwight out of the game and just do full small ball as much as you can and dare Rudy to have to go out on the perimeter. You look at no, what she's still good at but... now, but you look at how many three, look at how many three point attempts Dorian has had against, you know, against Utah, not the last game, but the game before that, you're looking at like 10, you're looking at 11, it's because that's who the, a lot of times they'll put Rudy on. So who's going to be the guy that they just dare to shoot? And if you could, if you want to do that and scheme around his defense, then you just put all shooters out there on the perimeter and say, "All right, Rudy, you got to you got to at least come out here at some point." Because you look up, you look up their defense around the basket. Utah, shocking here when you have Rudy Gobert, but it's really good, like top three in the league. So how can you pull him away from the basket? Then you try to do that. They could also run zone against you. Um, but this is part of the playoffs I love. I love one of my favorite things about the playoffs is after a game one going into game two or a game mm. two to game three. Like I love seeing adjustments. Rewatching. Yeah. Rewatching, but I love seeing how coaches adjust, what they change up, rotations, match matchups. I I love that part of the playoffs. That part is is incredible. Charles, that's another good question. It sort of goes back to the other thing. How important is, Do- is Dodo, Dorian Finney-Smith, in this series? Charles, he's incredibly important. Like, yeah. uh, who, who would you rank? Like, let's rank top five most important players on the maps for this series without Luka. Like, let's say Luka doesn't play. Dorian won. One? Yeah. Yeah. One, because he's going to guard Donovan Mitchell, and he's going to be the guy that they leave open for three. And you're telling if like if he got hurt tomorrow, I would be so scared because then it's like who's guarding Mitchell, and then Bullock. I love Reggie, but Dorian has the length, the size. Dorian's just I think a better defender than Reggie, and then you're asking. It's and it's like, just infinitely better to have both of them to be able to double and then to you know to also yeah, if, it, if he gets screened off of him, then Bullock can switch over onto him quick. Like it's better to have both, obviously, but. When you and, only have one, it's just way worse. And, and if if Luca's not playing, and then if Dorian's out, or like let's say Dorian's out, who's getting inserted for Dorian? Whoever it is, they're not as good as a three point shooter as Dorian. So now you're taking a, you know, what forty percent three point shooter out of the game yeah, and inserting somewhere Josh Green, and it's like, well, now there's your guy that they're going to target. So yeah, it's Dorian for me. I know that might surprise some people, but 
between Brunson and Dinwiddie, if, if we had to pick a second, like second most important to me, it's to me, it's Dinwiddie because Dinwiddie is the guy that can explode. Brunson is going to be steady. Brunson is going to get his 18 to 20, you know, 23 without Luke out there. Right. He's going to get his own. He's good. He's you look at Col- Kurt Goldsberry. He had a map of like the players that have scored the most points in the most zones this year. Guess who has the most points in the NBA on left block? Mm. Jalen Brunson. <laughs> Jalen Brunson has the most points in the NBA on the left block because he gets that he gets that stuff to go all the time. And yes, it'll be negated against Rudy Gobert a little bit a little bit more, but he's just going to be solid. He's going to be consistent. And Dinwiddie, if his three ball is falling, is the guy that can get you 30, 35, which is why I might be wearing a, a felt goatee on this podcast <laughs> after one of these games. But guys, who's on board? Who's on board for the playoff goatee? <laughs> yeah, Anybody else here? Some people have tweeted at me. Uh, I'm here for it. The Dinwiddie playoff goatee. <laughs> um, yeah, Dorian. Dorian's incredibly important. There's a. All right, Josh asked this question. We'll end here on. We'll end for the podcast. We'll stay on the live. So stick around if you guys are still here. What do you guys think is the furthest the Mavs can get in the playoffs? Let's play this game with and without Luca. <laughs> you. <laughs> You can go first. I plead the fifth. Without Luca, they can the furthest they can get is two games against the Jazz. To me, that's the furthest. This Jazz team is too good. I'm going to give them too much respect to for the map to for me to say the Mavs can beat them without without Luca. Like, I don't think so. There's no maybe two games. Like maybe they steal two of them at home. The Jazz win it, you know, in six, and they move on from there. With Luca, I think this team can still. <sighs> The Suns, man. The Suns team is so good. You will get some time and some rest between those games. None of them are back They're asking how far can they get in the playoffs, not what you predict. So I'm with you. If Luka doesn't play, I don't I don't think they win the first round, like if he's out for the whole series. Yeah, they if win two Luka, games against the Jazz. That's the farthest I think they can do. If Luka is fully healthy and you're you're telling me that like they come out in the next few days, he's probably, and he looks good, he doesn't get hurt again, they can get to the finals. Pass the Suns. Yeah. If he's fully healthy. Yeah. Luca's that good. He's that good. Luca's that good. I think good. they believe in their system that I think they play well enough. They have the chemistry. They know who they are. And that's what it's going to take for the for the Suns to get beat. They're going to have to play a team that knows exactly who they are, that plays an exact, a perfect game plan. And that that and that team has a and like a like a Memphis. I think if Memphis can, I haven't getting beat by the Clippers, but it's like I think if they do make a run and they're they're like hitting on both of those series, it's going to take a superstar player and a John ja Morant and a Luka Doncic. It's going to take a team that knows exactly who they are, identity, mesh well, team chemistry. Both Memphis and Dallas has that, and it they're going to have to have some defenders. There's things that you know, good coaches, coaches. I mean, didn't kid just win like Coach of the Month today? First but, time a Mavericks head coach has won Coach of the Month since. Oh gosh, I didn't see I didn't see the history part of this. Rick Carlisle in. I mean, I guess 2011. 2011. First time wow. a Mavericks head coach has won player coach of the month since Rick Carlisle in 2011. How about that? Wow. I'm not a doctor, so <laughs> he's a coach. <laughs> he's not a doctor, he's a coach. And the, we've seen if this Mavericks team can hit threes and they hit threes at a good at a good clip, they can beat anybody. So why couldn't they beat yeah. the, the Suns? I, yeah. I'm, I don't know if I would, I don't think I would pick that in a series, but it's possible. That's the furthest they could go, right? Like to the finals. Yeah. With That's Luka. why I'm saying how far can they get? Not yeah. What would you pick? Well, what's the furthest they can get without Luca then? First round. 
<laughs> so they can win the first round or they're in the first no, round? No, I don't think they can beat Utah without Luka. No. Uh, all right, there you go. On the podcast, guys, thanks so much for, for joining us. On the live stream, we're going to stick around and answer some more questions, so stick around. The live stream will also be available afterwards on our YouTube channel, so go check that out on our live stream p- playlist. Uh, thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every day. Tomorrow is our Locked On crossover with David Locke. We're recording it tonight, so we'll have it out for you tomorrow, guys. Uh, so go check it out. Make your second listen. Locked On NBA, the experts covering the play-in games. Good stuff coming from the play-in game Monday through Friday. It's Locked On NBA on the podcast or wherever you get um, your pods, and then also on YouTube. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.